feels like everybody on Twitter is a creator, a journalist, or a crypto bro. And if your audience, your ideal audience is not one of those people. Instagram is going to be a much more, it's going to have more of your audience there for you to connect with. Instagram is an image platform, but Twitter is an idea platform. And in most cases, businesses are driven by ideas, not images. Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about Twitter versus Instagram when it comes to growing a business as a creator. So I first joined Twitter and Instagram in 2012, but I got to admit something pretty embarrassing. I used both of them almost every day, but I was a consumer of content, not a producer. Sure, I would post here and there, but I did not have a content strategy. So in October 2020, when I was trying to get Creator Wizard off the ground, I decided to make a change. I hired a random dude from Twitter and gave him a singular mission. I said, make me known as the sponsorships guy on social media. So we made a plan, full court press on content about finding and negotiating brand partnerships, posting multiple times a day. And things were very rocky at first. Many, many times we'd spend hours crafting Twitter threads only for them to get basically no engagement. We'd curate pixel perfect pics on Instagram with super long tactical captions thinking that we were building deeper connections. And honestly, I started getting a little discouraged. But then, slowly but surely, people started responding. They'd start DMing me asking for help with brand deal negotiations. They'd ask me how much I thought they should charge on complex deals. Then someone asked me if I did one-on-one coaching or if I had a course. What the heck? And none of this would have ever happened had I not decided to use Twitter and Instagram to grow my creator business. But we all know there are only so many hours in the day. So if you had to pick one, which one is better? So that's why I asked two experts here today to settle this debate once and for all. Steph Taylor is an online business strategist, host of the Imperfect Action podcast, and has grown her Instagram from zero to 31,000 by helping others build an online business that's profitable even when you're offline. Alex Lowell, on the other hand, is a social media consultant, content creator, and writer who grew his Twitter from zero to 31,000 by teaching solopreneurs how to leverage social media content so they can grow their brand, audience, or business. Oh, and remember how I mentioned I hired a random dude to help me become known as the sponsorships guy on social media? Yeah, that was Alex. So by the end of this episode, you'll know whether certain types of creators are better suited to grow on Twitter or Instagram, whether you should double down on one or the other to make more money, and honestly, the only thing I really care about, who is a better creator debater, Steph or Alex? So Steph, you're up first. Look Alex in the eye and give him the tough news that Elon is now requiring all Twitter users to pledge their firstborn child to him now. (laughs) Okay, no, I don't know if I'm well, kidding. Actually? Am I kidding? I don't know if I'm kidding. But, but really, tell, tell us why Instagram is a no-brainer platform for creators to invest their time into. You have two minutes. All right. Yeah, look, so Justin, Instagram has changed a lot since you signed up back in 2012. And back then, it might have been, you know, the prettiest pictures, the influencer with the fastest car, they get the most attention. And that's not what it is anymore. It's not an app for influencers to share photos of their glamorous lifestyle. It's now actually a platform for creators to share valuable content, to have meaningful conversations and to make sales. Okay. And they can do all of this without 
shrinking their expert insight to 280 characters. Mm. Now, this is, I think, one of the biggest benefits of Instagram over Twitter is it has that capability for longer form content. You can write longer captions. You can create uh, carousels, which are like the Instagram equivalent of a Twitter thread. You can create longer reels now. You can create them up to, I think, 60 seconds long. And in a world where everything is 240 characters or 10 second viral reels on TikTok, I think being able to share that longer form content can really start to position somebody as an expert. It can position a creator as the person who has the deeper insights, the better insights in their field. And I think the other advantage is Instagram allows you to reach your audience where your audience is just chilling out. You know, they're, they're there consuming content that entertains them. And it's the number number two most loved social media platform after WhatsApp, according to Hootsuite. And that's in 2022. Second only to WhatsApp. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit more practical numbers, right? So according to Pew Research Center, only 23% of US adults use Twitter, 40% use Instagram. And of that, only 30% of Twitter's users are women versus 44% on Instagram. So if you are trying to reach your average adult woman in the US, you're not going to be using Twitter because only 7.5% of them are on there. Whereas a lot more are on Instagram. Now, I don't know about you. Like I haven't spent as much time on Twitter as, oh, I told you the buzzer was coming. Two minutes. That was very compelling. (laughs) Very compelling. Actually, that was a very interesting argument to bring some stats into this. Alex, I don't know if you're prepared for to have some hard numbers here. That was actually good. I want to give you some time here. And don't worry, Steph, I'm going to give you a follow up. But Alex, I want to bring you in here. Okay, we're keeping this concise. It is your turn now. Tell us why you believe there is way more potential building on Twitter. Two minutes. Okay, I'm going to start talking about the platform wise. So I think Twitter is better because right now organic reach is higher than Instagram. It's not really hard because Instagram organic reach is basically non-existent. Uh, but then what's more important for me as for creators, I think that uh, Twitter has like a lower barrier uh, to, to enter for content creation. So it's simple, as you said, 280 characters and just write it. So you can literally do it from the toilet, you know? So um, <laughs> it's easier, you know, harder to do Instagram from the toilet. I should think. you though? Should you though? I don't <laughs> know. Just because you can. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's one of the other things that I think like that lower uh, friction to, to start creating content. I think that's one of the valuable things about Twitter. Also for, for me, one of the, one of the, my favorite things about Twitter is like the retweet feature. So, you know, being able to retweet, of course, in Instagram, you can repost and stuff like that, but I don't think it has the same ripple effect that, that a retweet can have. Like one retweet can literally, you know, make a piece of content blow up from, you know, from you having zero followers. And one other thing that not that many people talk about, but I think it's one of Twitter's hidden features is the advanced search, which for me, I think is super valuable when you, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, it's a bit difficult to get it, you know, going at the uh, early on because you need like some, some formulas and stuff like that. But once you get it going, it's like probably one of the, you know, it's every, every thought of every human that has ever been on Twitter and tweeting, it's there. So you can literally look for tweets from Elon Musk from 2003, uh, you know, 2013, sorry, uh, talking about what he thinks about Twitter by searching the keyword and the days, you know, so it's like literally you can get into someone's brain, you know, 20, 10 years ago, something like that. So I think that's something super cool. But for me, the biggest selling point of Twitter is who is on the platform. Um, 
So of course, uh, there is interesting people on Instagram too, but for me on, on Twitter, the biggest thing is that you can learn from the top minds on any industry uh, for free, because basically they're, they're sharing their thoughts every day. So, and before my time runs out, I asked actually on Twitter, you know, what to, to give me arguments and I, Ooh, ah, your time ran out. You ran out. <laughs> nice bad, try there. I, I got to keep this even here. You're going to have no, to no, save good, that good. point. It's You're going to have to keep, save that point for another, another thing, uh, for another, uh, for the next round. Actually, this is actually good. Cause I think w- you were talking about retweeting. We were talking about, you know, the growth factors and actually that is what round one is all about, which is growth. Okay. And so I want to start out with, with Steph. Okay. Can you please just tell me Steph, what the heck does Instagram want from me these days? Okay. Is it reels? Is it live streams? Does Mark like want to make, want me to make my reels in the metaverse? Like, please, for the love of God, just tell me how do I grow my business on Instagram? Two minutes. Oh, okay. So Instagram is very different now. Like it used to be that you would post three times a day, every single day. And because the algorithm was chronological, you'd get that bump up to the top of the feed. That's not a thing now. The algorithm now prioritizes content that is valuable, that's meaningful, that people are engaging with, not just content that is noise. And, you know, like counter to Alex's argument about Twitter's lower barriers to creating content, that also means more content saturation on Twitter, right? Instagram, if you can create content that is, you know, shares a reasonable perspective that nobody else has shared, regardless of what format that is in, and we'll get to format in a second, but if you can share content that makes people think or makes them pause for a second while they're scrolling and engage, that's what's performing really well on the algorithm. Now, Instagram tells us, oh, we want reels, we want this. Yes, reels are performing really well, but what actually matters more is what is the topic of that reel? How is that reel structured? How is it getting people to engage? Um, They want value rather than the reels for the sake of reels. And you know what I've seen working really well recently? Carousel posts. So you slide across, you have multiple different images. They're all text on the slides and people keep scrolling through. That signals to Twitter, uh, to Instagram, oh my goodness, high engagement and people save them. They save them for later. That tells the algorithm, let's show that to more people. And what then ends up happening is you actually can end up on the explore page where people who aren't following you but have engaged with similar content to that can see your posts in the explore page. Mm. So that is, you know, like like most social algorithms, they are rewarding that engagement with a little bit more reach. And that's how you really reach those newer people. Um, and then also with Instagram, SEO is now a thing. So making sure that your captions are optimized, your posts have captions that are relevant to what is in the content, hashtags that are relevant to what is what, what it's about. Those are all things that you can start to. That's good. I was about to run out of things to say anyway. That was okay. Okay. So no, very, very compelling. And actually contrary to what I would think, like I thought carousel posts were like five years ago, like that doesn't even work anymore. It's very interesting because we've seen a resurgence on certain platforms, not to bring another platform into this, but like carousels I've started seeing on LinkedIn are very powerful now. It's like, oh, people, a similar idea, like what you just said, text. It's almost like people screenshotting their Twitter threads sometimes and like just literally posting them uh, on LinkedIn or same, you know, their, their Instagram, recycling, repurposing their content from Instagram and so on. So super fascinating. Uh, Alex, I want to bring you in here. What about Twitter, right? If I if I see one more thread that says <laughs> 99% of people don't know how to use t- Twitter, here's a thread with 99 ways to use it best. Like I'm going to go absolutely nuts. Like what is the what is the secret sauce to growing on the Bird app these days, man? 2 minutes. 
Yeah, so it's simpler than it looks, you know. Like for me, the recipe is basically a focus on engaging and connecting with interesting people and the rest will flow easily, right? Because Twitter is like a great place for making connections with others. And one of the, the other thing that I wanted to say before is that one, one of the persons that are responding to my tweet, he said like, uh, Instagram is an image platform, but Twitter is an idea platform. And in most cases, businesses are driven by ideas not images. And shout out to Josh Spector, who was the, the person saying this. So uh, basically, you know, Twitter is built on ideas and the, how easy it is to exchange ideas with, with other people, you know, and quick feedback looks, you know, feedback loops, sorry. Uh, you have an idea, you post it and people, you know, getting feedback in there super quickly. So it's super, you know, that I think that's the true power of Twitter. And just to make it for me, if you want a recipe, it would be tweet once or twice a day, but focus the rest of the time in engaging with interesting people in your niche. And that's it, you know, of course, threads help and I get it. You know, we are all tired about templated uh, threads. You know, it's, it's just starting to be super painful to see all of those <laughs> recycle hooks. But for me, it's only, you know, they rely a lot on clickbait and in these templates. But for me, it's only clickbait if the, you know, if the juice is, is worth the squeeze, you know, if it's not worth the squeeze. So if what they say is good, I don't care if they are using a template, if the content is good. The problem is that most of these threads are not that insightful and they are just doing it for the numbers. But if you dive a deep deeper, you, are, you will be able to find like the good content and you as a creator can also leverage those templates to get that initial boost in visibility. But then, you know, make sure that your content is actually really good. And, you know, by following these simple recipes and, you know, using templates here and there with, with some caution and measure, I think you should be able to, to grow a teacher audience without problems. So uh, going back to something I, I mentioned at the, at the beginning of this uh, is just this idea of being a consumer or a producer of content. And the one concern that I have with your recommendation, which is about, you know, mm -hmm. maybe just posting once or twice a day, while it is more manageable, I agree. That's like, you know, it feels like a lighter lift than like, mm -hmm. oh, I got to create all this content and be posting 10 times a day on Twitter and all this stuff. Like the one trap that I would be concerned about is just, hey, I start engaging and then I start wasting a bunch of time on Twitter. At least for me, like, I, the, oh, man, Twitter is like my my vice. You know, it's just like, I just get in yeah. there. I just get sucked into that. So how, how do you, just quick follow up, like how do you do that without, like wasting much of time yeah very 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 easy i do time, i time block my engagement you know so basically i have two 30 minute slots one in the am one in the pm and i try to be um, obviously there's no one watching my behind my back if i do it or not but i try to be very mindful about the time i spend on twitter because so sometimes i just find you know myself closing twitter on the browser and just pulling on my phone and checking twitter again it's like no 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 right. you know, you know? <laughs> but I, I think that's the same that it happens then with instagram and probably any other social platform you know we are we're kind of hooked and we just need to be very mindful that at least me i'm using it as a business tool so it's just for business um and you know just be super mindful about the time that you spend on there and time blocking for me has been like a life lifesaver what do you think about about that stuff? I know you're very disciplined when it comes to like your out of office messages on your email and like do you have a similar like like uh process or structures for how you manage your time and not get sucked into Instagram? Uh well, Instagram's really easy because I actually just don't really go on there <laughs> to be honest. Like <laughs> I don't consume a lot of Instagram content. I occasionally like I'll sit there and I'll scroll while I'm chilling in the evening, but during my work hours, I don't really go on there unless I'm sharing a story that I can't schedule from outside mm. of Instagram. You know, like every piece of content that we share to Instagram now, like I've created it, my team has scheduled it and it goes out. 
And that way, because otherwise it's so easy to just like open the app and then three hours later, you're like, what have I achieved today? <laughs> or you're all yeah. worse. You open the app and you see something somebody has said. And I mean, this doesn't happen as much on Twitter um, because like you said, Instagram is quite image focused. You see something that somebody's posted and for whatever reason that triggers you. Maybe it's somebody who's had like a million dollar year and you see that and you're like, oh, I could never have a million dollar year. Like my business just isn't there. And then for the rest of the day, that's kind of mucked with your mindset a bit. Mm, fascinating. You know, one, uh, so I, this, so I want to, uh, move on to the next round. So that's the end of round one. Congratulations y'all. Uh, so moving on to round two, I, I want to talk about money because one interesting thread that I've noticed from both of your uh, arguments is that you both have very much kind of built businesses by directly monetizing your audience, right? So yes, maybe some of you have done sponsorships and so on, but like, it seems like you guys are using this primarily for like business purposes, not just like to create the content for sake of the, like a lifestyle influencer, a fashion influencer, a food creator or something, right? So um, I, I want to, Alex, I actually want to go to uh, you first on this one. Uh, and I want you to, to tell me why you think it's actually easier to make money from Twitter than Instagram. Two minutes. I mean, I have to be honest, like it really depends on the on the industry you're working, right? For example, if you're a writer, then it's 100% easier to make money on Twitter because literally your tweets are your portfolio, you know, your threat are your portfolio. And, you know, going back to what you said before, how we met, you reached out to me. I didn't reach out to you, you reached out to me because you liked my content and you said, hey man, I need help with my content. So, you know, that's little proof that, you know, you can build a business. And actually I, b back then, I remember I, I, I didn't have a huge audience. I think I had like a thousand followers or something like that. Mm -hmm. So. You know, that goes to prove again that you don't even need a huge audience. You just need to put like quality content out there and that content acts as your portfolio. So I think that's one of the main reasons. Obviously, if you are like a photographer, then Twitter might not be your place. So, you know, depends on the industry that you are in, then definitely if you are a writer or, you know, something more like the written word, then it's definitely easier. Another thing that I pulled out, I, I did some research on this and uh, an article on Hootsuite too, actually. It said that the follower value of Twitter is higher than any other platform besides LinkedIn because the income levels are also higher and the education level is also higher. So, I mean, it's not, it's not to say that people on Instagram are dumber or anything like that, but the average <laughs> user or the user that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I, Alex, I didn't say that. Alex I didn't say was that. Save, he was saving stats, Steph. He actually had some stats and he was saving them for the no, juiciest I, part of the, of the debate. Wow. Okay, go on, go I, on. I, I, really, I really don't think it, it is, but in my, yeah, actually in my own uh, personal experience, I've seen that, I've seen that, um, I, I also try to build an Instagram audience and I have some amount of an audience there and the quality of the subscribers that I got from my newsletter, which is my main, my main revenue uh, driver and my main you know, source of income, uh, one of my main sources of income, it has been higher from Twitter always, uh, like on lifetime value than Instagram. At least that's my own experience with the platform and I'm sure that Steph will have like really good arguments on it, but that's, that's how I see it. Wow, right at time, great work. Uh, Steph, all right, let's go to you. How do you suggest using Instagram as a money-making machine? And okay. I, I'm, I'm actually curious, like, uh, like, how did you do it? And do you think it's still possible if you were starting from zero today? Okay, so let's start with how I didn't do it, but which I know, like something that I know is very much in your ballpark, Justin, and that is, so sponsorships are obviously huge with influencers, bigger creators, they get a lot of sponsorships, especially people who can create really good video content. A lot of brands are spending a lot of money on creators who are doing that great content 
there. So that's one way to monetize it. Um, another way, if you have quite a large following, you can monetize your reels views. That's great. But for your average creator, that's probably not something that's really in their, it's not in their, uh, their field of vision, right? They're not thinking about how am I going to get sponsorships and monetize my reels views when they're just starting out. So I always, you know, similar to what you two have both done on Twitter, I think, Instagram is a really great channel for starting to sell those courses, services, whatever digital products, whatever you sell as a creator, you can use Instagram to do that. I think that's going to be better than trying to monetize natively on the platform. Now, where I think Instagram really shines over Twitter is it gives people, it gives the audience an insight into what's going on behind the scenes uh, for that, their favorite creator, right? Because their favorite creator can share photos. They can share behind the scenes videos to their Instagram stories. And this gives somebody in the audience an insight and they make them feel like they know this person really well. So then when this person sells them their course, they're like, oh yeah, of course, of course I'm going to buy that because I feel like I know you, I trust you versus somebody on Twitter where they might've been consuming their content but, and yes, they might've been retweeting. They might've been chatting a little bit on Twitter, but as a creator, if you're scaling, there's no way you can manage that many different conversations. Um, so I think Instagram is better at a bit more of, uh, at a bit of scale. Um, what, where I would be focusing is really, yes, building that following on Instagram, but also giving them lots of calls to action to get onto your email list. Uh, because, you know, we'd never own our platforms. We don't own Instagram. We don't own Twitter. We don't own our audiences and they can just disappear. They can disappear tomorrow. Uh, very, very compelling. And um, actually, so um, you brought us some really interesting uh, points here, Steph. And Alex, I actually want to ask you a follow-up question about something Steph said. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and its 30-day Grow Your Audience Challenge. At ConvertKit, their mission is to help creators like you earn a living online. And one of the many tools that can help you get started is a landing page. They're a fast, simple, and beautiful way to start building your email list. Throughout the 30 days, ConvertKit will give you the tools you need to create a new landing page and grow your audience, access to a community to help keep you accountable, and on-demand workshops to teach you list-building tips to answer all your questions. I personally use ConvertKit for my newsletter and grew it from zero to over 10,000 subscribers in a little over two years. I can vouch for how easy it is to use, how awesome their support and customer service are, and they're just amazing advocates of creators. So check out the Grow Your Audience Challenge at convertk.it slash G-Y-A or click the link below in the episode description. That's convertk.it slash G-Y-A. All right. So Alex, uh, Steph's argument uh, is feeling pretty compelling because not only can she directly monetize her audience, uh, but she can also get sponsorships from other brands. She can show behind the scenes. There's a, a really interesting relationship that you can develop in that way. Um, and you know what? I almost never see brands or companies sponsor creators on Twitter. So why do you think that is? One minute. Yeah, so I think it's really an, an untapped, uh, you know, market. Uh, there are some sponsorships, there are some things happening, but I think it's not as visible on than it's it's on Instagram. You know, like there is no like a picture with the brand here or whatever. It's more like different types of partnerships. And for example, I personal case, I was re I, I got reached out by a few brands actually. They wanted me to do like a thread. You know, this type of curation threads where you mentioned like a bunch of tools and they wanted their tool to be the first one, for example, you know, mm. with the with low link and stuff like that. So it's definitely happening. It might be way more subtle than we think. 
And I don't know if it actually goes, well, you know, if it abides by the law, you know, because I know in Instagram you need to put like hashtag ads, stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, re- I don't know really sure if, you know, you're the expert here, Justin. I'm not really sure if Twitter creators are really playing by the rules. Here they need to. Bit. I'm going to come after them if they're not. I'm going to come out. Well, I'm going to sick the FTC on them, at least in the, in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> but I, I definitely seen it. I definitely seen it. But it's definitely way more subtle than on, on, on Instagram. Interesting. Um, Steph, I know real quickly follow up for you one minute. Uh, I, I know you have done sponsorships. I, I hear them in your podcast and so on. So like, how do you approach sponsorships when it comes to your overall business, like diversification? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's not something I've put a lot of time and effort into. It's been more of a, like when people reach out to me, I'll say, yeah, let's, let's collaborate. Let's partner on that. Um, that is something that is on my plans on my list of things I want to do this year is start to actually proactively reach call out me, for those sponsorships. Call me, call me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is on my list. That is on my to-do list. I'm like, I need to book in with Justin. Um, because yeah, like that's for me, that's something I've never really explored. And I feel like there is that untapped potential because yeah, I do have a reasonable sized audience. I have a good sized podcast and I'm not, yeah, I'm not leveraging that enough, unfortunately. Got it. Got it. Um, All right. Well, congratulations. That is the end of round two. So let's get into round three and what I actually think is a very critical part of this debate, which is actually the future. Okay. And so, Steph, I want to go to you first here. Uh, Is Instagram dying? Because it seems like lots of creators have been bailing to build their businesses on TikTok or YouTube over the last few years. And so uh, do you think do you think it's wise to have Mark Zuckerberg's platform strategy whims impact our, our, our livelihoods? Like, come on, two minutes. Uh, I don't think it's wise to build your entire business on anybody's platform that's not your own, honestly. I don't think it is. But, you know, like, yes, the creators might be bailing, but users aren't. You know, according to Sprout Social, Instagram still has 2 billion monthly active users. Like, that's a lot of people. You guys are bringing so many stats here. I'm so happy about this. Go on, please. Yes. Awesome. Um, But it is, it is getting harder. It is getting harder to reach people. And yeah, creators are getting a little bit pissed because you know, Instagram's like, oh no, we're no longer a photo sharing app. And now you have to do video content. And yeah, it is getting harder to get that reach for creators. Absolutely. But I also, I also think that as long as the users are still there, it's worthwhile being there as a creator. But look, like let's not, you know, we, we don't know if Instagram's going to be around forever. That's for sure. And I actually think that you know, especially creators, we're becoming wiser to the fact that it could all just disappear tomorrow. We've seen Instagram change the algorithm on us multiple times, and we've seen how quickly we can we can lose that reach. We can lose our audience, uh, and we've also seen how platforms can kick people off. I mean, Twitter does this as well, where you can you can actually get blocked or you can get shadow banned. Um, so I think yeah, it's really important to have that platform where you can own that content, own that audience. I think for now, email is probably our best one. But I'm really excited about Web three and what that could mean for social platform, and I'm excited for whatever the Web three equivalent of Instagram is going to be. That you know something that allows us to take our audience with us, something that allows us to take our content with us if we get sick of a platform or if it's not being nice to us and we want to jump ship. I think that's that's something that's going to be a really interesting shift to watch. Fascinating. Just space. threw the Web3 curveball in there, Alex. Holy cow. Yeah. Right at the end. Just like kind of dropped it like, oh, yeah, by the way. Uh, so, Alex, um, your turn. All right. The, fr- the future of Twitter. I, I don't think yeah. that I have to tell you that things have been extremely tumultuous over the last few months uh, at Twitter. Uh, and so, I mean, should we 
really spend hours and hours and hours crafting threads, engaging on big accounts only for it to like all crash and burn if Elon can't figure this whole thing out? Two minutes. Uh, obviously, like platform risk is real, and on Twitter, like more than ever in the last few months. Uh, but the good thing about Elon, and I, I, I'm not like the biggest fan or detractor, and I mean, I, I'm pretty like on the sidelines here, looking at all he does. Like the good thing that he does is that he's kind of building it in public, right? He's saying, okay, I'm going to do this, doing polls, you know, like asking for people's opinions. Of course, every now and then, he, you know, he just like blocks accounts just because. But you know, it, that doesn't affect like mid-sized creators like us, you know. So that's not really uh, yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just yet. kidding. <laughs> Just but don't tag good, him. Don't tag him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the good thing about Twitter is that for me, it it's the best platform to transfer, I think, your your followers into subscribers, into your email list. So it's one of the, it has like the best alignment, you know, from written word to written word, you know, so that's the transfer easier, I think, than from other platforms. So, you know, if you want to keep your audience safe, I think it's safer to start building it on Twitter and then transfer it to a newsletter. I think the transfer will be higher than, in any other platform. So that's one of the, one of my arguments, you know, to why you should start building on Twitter, for example. Um, and yeah, so th I think that's it. And I, I don't think, you know, it's hard to predict the future and it's super even harder with like a such a volatile person as Elon at the helm, you know, but actually I have to say like lately, it seems that he's like kind of calming down because he has seen that his <laughs> other companies are being affected by what, everything that he's saying. So I think at the end of the day, he's the, he was the richest man in the world. He has built like billion dollar companies. You know, he's smart. You know, he, he knows. He, I don't think he bought Twitter just, you know, to to put it in flames and throw it away 12 months later. So I think we should trust a little bit about his business side uh, person. So, yeah. All right. All right. Very, very compelling. Well, Steph, Alex, it's time to make your final appeal. Uh, the, on the other end of your camera, on the other end of your microphone, is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision. Convince them why they should focus on Twitter or Instagram to build their creator business. Steph, you have one minute. All right. So, I mean, we've looked at both of them are on rented land, but I think when it comes to, you know, Twitter, it feels like everybody on Twitter is a creator, a journalist or a crypto bro. And if your audience, your ideal audience is not one of those people, especially if your ideal audience is your average US woman, Instagram is going to be a much more, it's going to have more of your audience there for you to connect with. It does also give you that ability for long form content. We've talked about videos, we've talked about carousels, we've talked about longer captions. So you're not having to compress all of your knowledge into whatever length, 240 characters or whatever it is that Twitter wants from you these days. Now, I know obviously Twitter content is easier to create, lower barriers to creation, but that also means content saturation. So harder to stand out. And actually AI can essentially write people's tweets for you. So now you're not just competing against humans anymore. You're competing against robots and the amount of content that they can create. Um, but Instagram, on the other hand, you know, video content, um, Instagram stories, you can see that there's a real human there. And I think that's going to build a lot more connection, which in turn is going to lead to more sales because people know you, like you, trust you better. Um, and I don't think AI can replicate that feeling of connection that you get. Or, and I don't think written, short written content can replicate that feeling of connection that you get from consuming somebody's video content and their longer form behind the scenes stuff. Wow. All right. So Alex, which one of those of those three things that she mentioned? Are you the crypto bro or which which of the ones <laughs> that she mentioned? Th those are fighting words right there. No, but yeah, OK, so yeah. Alex, Alex, it's your turn. You have one minute. Your final appeal. 
Yeah, so definitely the, the, the point about, you know, if your audience is, you know, depending on who you are targeting, then it makes more sense to be on one platform or on the other. I think if you are targeting businesses, entrepreneurial people, and on that type, that type of audience, then Twitter is the place to be. All the CEOs, all the wannabe CEOs, all the indie makers are there. It's like they're hanging, hanging around. So if, you're, if that's your target, then that's where you need to be. It might be a bit difficult to relate with someone with just the written word because you can't imagine how they are saying it. You are reading it in your own voice, right? But just, you know, words can also be super powerful. You know, we, we read books, uh, you know. So it's like, I think if you want to say something and you want to transmit it, you can also do it with, with written word. And for me, like the last point about like the, the lower rear of entry and the AI content and all that, I get it, you know, but the more content there is, the more mediocre content there is, the easier it will be for a good create content creator to stand out because authentic content will also you know, rise above that, you know, mediocre kind of sea. And the more there is, then, you know, people will, will always gravitate, I think, towards, you know, like the great, uh, you know, more more authentic and real content, you know. So I think that's that's there is to say about that. Uh, one really interesting like uh, thread that both of you kind of started gravitating to to towards is this idea of really understanding not only your audience, but your prospective customers and, and maybe starting with that first. So rather than just thinking like, oh, I need to be on both Twitter and Instagram and I need to be making content and repurposing and all this stuff. Maybe it's like, OK, well, who am I actually trying to serve? Let me let me start there. And like, where are they hanging out? Where are they spending most of their time? Uh, and that can really inform a lot of your overall strategy as a creator. And so I think that that's like a really uh, interesting takeaway I, th I had from this conversation. Uh, and well, you know what, honestly, there you have it. And so Steph, can you hit us with the call to action? Where can people uh, learn more uh, and follow you on social media? Yes. I, so I have a podcast, Imperfect Action Podcast, uh, because I think that's honestly the secret sauce to succeeding as a creator, as a business owner. And I share a lot of uh, online business strategy over there every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you can connect with me on Instagram at stephtaylor.co. So uh, why I love following you, Steph, uh, I, I randomly DM'd you on Twitter one day, like after checking out your, your course, uh, you had absolutely no idea who I was. And we ended up having, uh, we were hopping on a, on a Zoom and just kind of talking shop about, about course launches. Uh, and I seriously learned uh, so, so much from you in that short call. And that I feel like that just embodies your personality. You're so giving, you share the ups uh, and the downs. And I just really, truly appreciate you being here. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and Alex, hit us with the, hit us with your CTA. Yeah, so I write a newsletter called The Steel Club, where we basically look at what top creators are doing with their content and try to steal uh, their tactics and strategies to, you know, to make our content better and build our audience. And then people can find me on Twitter at, at Alex, L-L-U-L-L-T-W. That's where I am on Twitter. And yeah. And, and why I love uh, following you, Alex, uh, you helped put me on the map, dude. I mean, what started as a, uh, a crazy idea on a Zoom call about mm -hmm. two years ago uh, really completely changed my life. And I, and I have you to thank uh, for the huge role that you played. Uh, you're super uh, creative and you're curious and you're kind. And I, uh, I most admire your long term outlook. Right. Being a creator can be uh, just a massive grind. Right. And, and you <laughs> I feel I feel like you really uh, just put things into perspective that, you know, anything worth uh, achieving takes time. So, so thank you for that. Thank you, Justin. 
Yeah. And you, dear creator, watching and or listening, who won this creator debate? Please let us know on social media by tagging at Creator Wizard, tag Alex and tag Steph. Uh, and will you like rate it in your favorite podcast player? That's a that's a thing, right? Like rate it. And what is it? Apple podcast, Google podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Please rate it wherever. Subscribe, like, come on, the, wherever you're watching. Uh, and uh, and finally, shameless plug. If you want to get paid sponsorship opportunities with brands, make sure to sign up for my free weekly newsletter at creatorwizard.com slash join. All right, that's a wrap. Until next time.